special update from the William Branham Historical Research Podcast. I'm your host, John Collins, the author and founder of William Branham Historical Research at william-branham.org. And with me, I have my co-host, researcher, minister, and friend, Charles Paisley, the founder of ChristianGospelChurch.org. And we're examining the news that's coming in out of Kenya still. There is so much information, we're trying to digest it all and present it in a way that's understandable. But, Charles, as I understand from the news that is coming in today, it looks like they have confirmed that this minister was indeed radicalized by the message of William Branham. The um, news report that I just listened to was talking about the apocalyptic style of the sermons, which, you know, matched William Branham's. Also, the the minister, Paul McKenzie, was um, preaching very strongly against the government systems, the medical industry, the education systems, the Catholic Church. I mean, the list goes on and on. And for somebody who has grew up, like I did, in this cult and is familiar with the words and statements of William Branham, the news literally is, if you were to take Paul McKenzie's name out of this and just put William Branham's name in, Every single thing that they said today, except for the starvation, would fit. Yeah, I know we there's there's news stories now in, in almost all the major media. I've seen it on you know DW News coming out of Germany, Reuters, the BBC. They're all carrying um, images coming out of the cult with the pictures of the literature, the spoken word literature, the William Branham's name, you know, right on there in in a lot of the footage and pictures that are coming out. So. Um, you know, it, it's something else. There's, at this point, um, I think last I saw today, there's 76 dead at this point that they've counted. Um, the Red Cross of Kenya at this point is tracking 112 missing people um, that, that they're aware of are missing at this point. And then there's an additional 33 people that they've been able to actually save as survivors who hadn't fully starved themselves to death yet. But at this point, there's there's more graves to be exhumed, uh, 112 known missing um, according to the uh, to the Kenyan Red Cross, and it seems like um, this is a really big commune. Like I think we've said before, it's 800 acres. It's taking a lot of effort for them to search that entire thing, um, and they believe to some extent that there are still people hiding out um, there, evading authorities, um, and not, you know, basically still continuing to try and starve themselves to death. Um, in, in the in the remote forest area. Well, there is some good news to report in all of this. They have, in fact, rescued 33 people. And, you know, I, I expect both numbers will probably go up as they continue this investigation. Like you said, the number of acres that they have to sift through and try to find bodies and survivors is just unbelievable. So I don't expect this to happen overnight. But at least they are finding now some survivors. And at least one person that was um, described in the news was actually buried alive. And they, you know, pulled the, the living person out of the grave. So there is a faint glimmer of hope in all of this. Yeah, I've heard that three other leaders of the cult have been arrested now, along with Paul McKenzie. So that would put four of the leaders, including the senior leader, um, in police custody at this point. 
you know, as you as you look at the footage, you look at what's coming out of there and, you know, just the analysis of his sermons, you know, this is a group that, again, has clearly been influenced uh, by the message, by the teachings of William Branham. They have a substantial amount of Branham literature in the commune. Um, there's teachings of serpent seed and other very common, clear message themes. Um, where in Africa do you get serpent seed except from the message, right? I mean, wh where does serpent seed come except they've had communication with the message? And obviously they've got William Branham's books there. Uh, so, I mean, it's very obvious that that is where that these things had to have come from in their teachings. Um, and what you see, uh, what I believe we see there is is kind of actually a pattern you see with the most extreme latter rain and the most extreme message groups of all is where, you know, after William Branham's gone, you have a man who basically borrows William Branham's framework. Um, he takes the key framework, the key doctrines, the key elements, and then builds a new cult around a new central figure. And, you know, it, that is that is basically what I think we're seeing here is uh, someone who has borrowed a large section of his doctrines from William Branham and has just moved forward uh, in his own cult now being the central leader of this group. Uh, it, it's really... Uh, sad, frightening thing, but it's something that we've actually seen play out multiple times. Um, it's just not very common that we see it, you know, falling apart on this large of a scale. Right. And it's, you know, it's really hard to understand the radicalized mind because every single thing that the news has mentioned so far that the pastor was teaching the people, you can find trace elements of it in William Branham's ministry. Obviously, this guy became radicalized. We don't see, you know, William Branham died before any climactic event for his cult happened. But think back to the very beginning of the latter rain, Charles. The explosion of the latter rain into Canada and North America started with what? It started with Atomic Power with God Through Fasting and Prayer by Franklin Hall, combined with William Branham's message, you know, his apocalyptic message. This combination is what created the latter rain revival at the Sharon Orphanage, which exploded into the latter rain movement all throughout the United States and Canada. Here's a copy of the book you just mentioned, Atomic Power and Prayer. This is from 1946. This is actually a first edition. <laughs> I have wow. I have many amazing books in my collection, John. Um, this is one of the books that sparked the early Latter Rain movement. And there are instructions on here in how to fast for 40 plus days and how God will basically keep you alive through fasting, you know, when your face reaches a certain strength and how to get your face to that level. You'll actually find that William Branham, I believe, endorsed Franklin Hall on tape um, yeah. and you know, endorse the, the concepts in this book on tape, right? So um, it, people say William Branham didn't teach this stuff. You don't know what you're talking about. William Branham absolutely endorsed the concepts in this book from the very earliest days of the latter reign. Yeah, we actually have recordings of Franklin Hall and William Branham. Uh, there's a quote that's kind of gone viral among the, <laughs> the ex-message community, but where Franklin Hall is saying, what are we going to start with, Brother Branham? And William Branham says, little money. And he said, Franklin Hall said, yeah, we're going to start with money. And so these guys were touring together. William Branham's promoting the fasting and prayer. I can assure you that those books were sold in William Branham's sermons. And that is the version of the message that impacted the area of Kenya that we're, we're talking about. So this, this was a real thing. This fasting was a real thing that was promoted by William Branham. Keep in mind, this all went overseas back during the time it was the latter rain message. 
So you've got the fasting and prayer, you've got, you know, all of the trace elements of this existed. But then what happened is, um, you know, Reverend McKenzie got a hold of these message books of William Branham from published by Spoken Word Recordings in Jeffersonville, Indiana. He became radicalized and, you know, once a minister like this goes off the rails, there is no telling where they will go. Right. And, you know, it's uh, it's something when you see the common threads there, you know, the like you mentioned, the latter rain movement did start with a very heavy focus on fasting. Uh, that was a huge thing from the earliest days of the latter rain movement. And also the the young people, the children, you know, the, the latter rain movement predominantly started among a few elder leaders at a, the Sharon Orphanage, right, where this thing started with a lot of young people who were being influenced by the older grown-ups. Um, and just like the young people fasted until they had the revival there at the Sharon Orphanage from the very beginning, this is a common pattern. And it's it's another something we see here, and I hate to say this, it's fairly common in a lot of these things, is it tends to be predominantly young people and children who are the most sucked into these things. Um, you see that with... Um, with Paul McKenzie, it seems like he had a very strong, especially strong appeal to young to young people and grade school children even. Um, and he would encourage them to drop out of school, to uh, not get an education. And you see how susceptible, especially young people, are to uh, this kind of an influence. And I know when, when these things happen, um, you, people may have a, a tendency to look on the victims in a negative light oh they're stupid they're dumb they but john you and i spent our entire lives in cults uh you know the overwhelming majority of our lives has been in cult we know exactly what this is like and it's it's not quite fair to fully blame the victims because uh, many of them have no doubt heard this since the 90s when they were growing up with him they've probably some of them been in their 20 30 years with him it could be the only thing that they know right and especially when you're young um, it's easy to be radicalized in that way because you have nothing to compare it to and these systems are designed in such a way that you know brainwashing and thought control is a real thing um, and it's not just that these people are are stupid and decided they all just want to go commit suicide they have been manipulated to believe that they are at the end of days and they literally believe that this is the path to their ultimate salvation and, and based on some sort of thing that actually makes logical sense in their mind they're doing this thing, right? Someone has convinced them that what they're doing is the right thing to do. It, it's not just a harebrained thing in their eye, in their minds. This is some legitimate thing that they have been convinced to do and radicalized by someone convincing them it's the end of days, and these are the steps you take now to, to go and be with Jesus. Exactly, Charles. And we're getting reports, which I can't confirm yet through the news, but we are getting reports that there are some children that were actually strangled because they did not want to die, which is, it's horrifically sad. And I think back to Jonestown, where Jim Jones, there were children there. They also had to kill the children who did not want to drink the Kool-Aid and die. Jones was a product of this Lateranian movement. Jones was a leader in William Branham's message cult. And we just had Carlos Beso on the show today on the podcast talking about Colonia Dignidad and this, you know, where these cults can go without proper regulation and without, you know, being grounded in just simply the Bible. They have all these extra biblical things that they produce. 
there is no telling where they go and how evil these cults can be. And President William Ruto took notice of this today. And, um, you know, he's, he's got the books in the investigation that were produced by Spoken Word Recordings in Jeffersonville, Indiana, of William Branham's sermon. So this is actual evidence that has entered into the government record. And he said, quote, that these teachings were contrary to any authentic religion. And, you know, they're, they're treating this as a group of terrorists. The, one of the news reports that stated basically that they posed the question, is this a cult or is this a terrorist group? And I think they're starting to see the connection between, you know, William Branham was involved with leaders in domestic terrorism in the United States. So I think they're starting to make this connection, Charles. Right. And it, it definitely was part of the original stuff that moved in. I mean, we showed, um, before we shared, um, an article where the very earliest days of the latter rain movement in Kenya, how they went into the Mau Mau concentration camps and shared the teachings among the um, inmates, the prisoners in the Mau Mau uh, concentration camp. And that is how these teachings initially made their entrance into Kenya. Um, and it was men. And I could, I should, what I should do, John, is go get the articles and I can show you where the very men that took this into the uh, concentration camps in Kenya in the beginning. So, yeah. Um, it's it's all very easily documented um, that these people took these things into there and this stuff was moving along with the message teachings moving into Kenya from the 50s. Charles, I'm at least glad that they have identified some survivors and they're actually getting some people help. So there is a little glimmer of hope and we will keep you up to date as more information comes in. 